Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Identify. Let's go. Let's go. You're about to experience the evolution of action motorsports coverage. The motorsports you care about. Cutting edge, high impact, no filler. This is the Down and Dirty Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drinks. And here is the man bringing it all to you, Jimmy Beaver. Good morning and welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. I'm your host, Jim Beaver, and... Uh, Man, it seems like we're just rocking and rolling with these interviews lately. Kicking off today, we've got none other than Ari Leyendijk Jr. He's going to be calling in, talking about his new Torque Pro 2 program, maybe a little bit of Indy 500 talk. We're going to see if we're going to get him back in the IndyCar series at some point in 2014. And uh, maybe talk a little bit about his uh, reality TV career. Calling in later in the show, we're going to have none other than Matt Martelli, the owner of the Mint 400. He's going to be calling in, talking all things Mint 400, this big news with the Red Bull Signature Series, uh, the TV package, and uh, the Miss Mint competition, and, and the girls are coming in like wildfire uh, entering into that contest. We're going to talk all things Mint 400 later on in the show. We're going to break down Supercross from Texas. We're going to have some big news coming out of Global Rallycross, as well as a Score San Felipe uh, miniature preview. So uh, lots of cool things happening. Before we cut to that, I want to wish everybody a happy President's Day. Hopefully you're sitting home with your loved ones, having a good time. Maybe you're out in the desert, out at Glamis, out at the dunes, enjoying uh, your UTVs and and razors. And, uh, you know, those of you that are at home, uh, hopefully you're tuned in here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. And good news is, if you're not able to catch the show live, you can always catch it with our new app. That's right. Go to the Apple Store, the Google Play Store. The Amazon Kindle uh, Kindle Store. It's available at all the major app stores. You can download it today. Catch every single one of our 100 plus back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show, as well as GRC Live Radio, right at your fingertips in our new app. It's available free. Just download it to your smartphone. It's not a big download. Shouldn't take up much space on your phone. Do it today. You won't be sorry. Makes it that much easier to listen to the show when you're in your car. But uh, getting on to some bigger news. You guys need to be tuned into the Olympics tomorrow. I know we've talked a little bit of Olympics in the past. Off-road zone, Nick Baumgartner, he's going to be competing in the snowboard cross competition. It looks like uh, the seating got delayed today, uh, so I think they're kicking everything off. It's going to be late night, I believe, like midnight, 1 o'clock, something like that. Um, I haven't totally checked the schedules, but I know it's on tap for tomorrow. So snowboard cross, support off-road zone, Nick Baumgartner, as he goes for gold in Sochi. You need to be tuned into that. Give him the support. Hit him with your tweets. I know he pays attention to his Twitter feed, his Instagram feed. Show him some love. Tell him we're behind him because uh, it's pretty huge to have somebody from our community uh, competing in the Sochi Olympics and snowboard cross. I got to tell you, Nick, an absolute stand-up guy. We've had him on the show in the past. I got to know him a little bit. Uh, he raced Vegas Torino last year, and him and I got to 
talk quite a bit at the driver's meeting. Talk about just a, a good guy, a good family guy. Uh, you know, his son plays an integral role in, uh, you know, in his life. And, uh, you know, somebody that just lives life to the fullest. And, uh, you know, it's time to get behind uh, a fellow off-road racer, a fellow American, Nick Baumgartner, as he goes for uh, goes for gold in Sochi and Snowboard Cross tomorrow. So definitely one to set your DVRs for, tune into live. That is for sure. So as we wait for Ari Leyendijk Jr. to call in, man, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a wild year in Supercross, that's for sure. We're going to break down all the results, uh, you know, as we come closer. But uh, as you guys know, uh, Chad Reed, we've had an interview kind of hanging that uh, he's going to do on the Down and Dirty Radio Show at some point this year. Uh, tentatively, it's pushed back till next week, but uh, I've been working with his management, working with his uh, team of people. Uh, I know a lot of you are tuning in each week, and Jimmy keeps saying, hey, we're going to have uh, – we're going to have uh, <laughs> – uh, Chad Reed, we're going to have Chad Reed. I'm telling you, it is coming. I've you know, been working with his management team, and I've got to tell you, talk about some stand-up people, some, just a great group of people to be working with. But right now it's all about Chad Reed, getting him healthy, getting him back out on track. Those of you that did watch Supergrass know he tried to make an attempt in Texas, had multiple broken bones, and he's still out there trying to, you know, trying to qualify. And, um, you know, it ended up uh, he's going to be out for six weeks. I think it's a broken collarbone. He's got maybe a, another something screwed up in his shoulder. So he's out for six weeks. We will have Chad Reed on the radio show at some point. But uh, like I said, right now it's all about Chad Reed, his health, uh, getting Chad healthy and, and making sure he's back out on track and, uh, you know, and can go for some more wins because, you know, up to this point he's had one hell of a year and uh, he's making a run in the 450s and, you know, looking like the Chad Reed of old. So let's hope he can uh, recover quickly and get back out on his bike and, uh, and show these young guys what's up because uh, I'm enjoying seeing Chad Reed out there and, uh, Man, just uh, just uh, really a bummer for him to uh, to be injured like that. But uh, yeah, we'll be rooting him on when he gets back out on course. Speaking of, it looks like we've got Ari Leyendike Jr. calling in as we speak. We're gonna pick up Ari. How's, How's everything going, going Ari? Oh, pretty good, man. Uh, I got to tell you, you've had uh, you've had a, a quite an off season. I know uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about. I know you te- tested some indie cars, but uh, the big news that I think you want to talk about right now. Uh, looks like you're going full-time in the Torque Series this year, Pro 2, uh, with a gunk-sponsored uh, vehicle. Yeah, I know we talked a lot last year about, you know, off-road and, and my passion for it. And so, yeah, definitely taking it to the next level. Uh, we brought on Gunk, which is the, the toughest cleaner on the planet. And they've been around, they've been a market leader for 55 years in engine cleaning. And so this is their first foray into into racing. And they chose the Torque Series and myself because it really aligns with their brand. So I'm excited to bring them on board and race the Pro 2. Yeah, I think it, uh, it's exciting. I mean, you know, anytime you can kind of kind of bring some, some new blood into the sport as far as sponsors go, and, and we all know how, how hard the, the sponsorship hunt is, you know, right now, I think it's, uh, it's great. It's a great brand for you to be aligned with. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit, you know, about sponsorships because, uh, you know, Obviously, Off-Road's got some great TV packages. Torque just announced a, a new one with NBC for this year. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, say, uh, you know, ROI and bank for the buck. I mean, you know, I know I, I was reading something on IndyCar and, and the amount of money, like I, I believe it was uh, Ray Hall Letterman Racing, um, you know, is getting from, uh, I believe, the National Guard. And, I mean, we're talking, you know, what I can't remember now off the top of my head. I think it was like $12 million or something like that. I mean, you know, that's huge compared to, to what you need for a competitive budget in Torque. And, uh, you know, all things considered, I've seen the TV ratings. I mean, Torque isn't far off from, from what, you know, the IndyCar, you know, series is doing on some of their events. So, I mean, is it a lot easier for you to approach a sponsor with a budget for, say, off-road than it is for IndyCar? 
Yeah, it's pretty unique because obviously, you know, I'm trying to find budget for both. And a lot of people are, are interested in off-road, and I think that's it's great for, for our sport. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the value they're getting uh, to race in the Torque Series is, is, frankly, a lot better than IndyCar, aside from, obviously, the Indy 500. Um, you know, you have, you have lots of companies that are their brand aligned better with off-road racing, to be honest, and Gunk is one of those brands. You know, it's, it's American-made. They're proud to be American. Um, you know, nowhere else on the planet are you going to have 600 to 900 horsepower trucks racing side-by-side against each other on the dirt. And it's just such a great sport, and it's such an Americana type of series. And I think that's that's why they really, you know, lent towards racing with myself and Torque. So I think for brands, you know, some of them it's a no-brainer. Um, and I think that's why the series is growing so much. The TV package is really good. Uh, BJ has taken over the series with the Armory, and they're very savvy when it comes to production. So I think you're going to see a lot of great things this year with the, with the series, and I'm glad that we're entering it um, at this time because I really feel like it's in a state of growth. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, you know, and you still, with, with the Torque series, I mean, I know IndyCar series, it's all about the metro markets and things like that. I mean, you know, you look at Torque, and, I mean, you're still getting St. Louis, Charlotte, Las Vegas. I mean, you know, these are some, you know, some major major markets Torque's, you know, involved in. And not only that, I mean, you guys, you know, Torque is going to Sturgis this year, and we know, you know, that's an instant, you know, 100, 150,000 built-in people. Right. No, I'm very excited about Sturgis. I think that's a great addition to the series. But then you also have, like, you know, places like Crandon and Bark River that the fans are so into it, and we go to these small towns, and the focus is on the series, and the fans can really interact with the drivers and the teams and the, and their diehards. And that's what's the great thing about the series and their fan base. And it's all about trucks, and it's all about, um, you know, what brand that you're running at. And, and I think it's great because Gunk's brands all, you know, they have a line – uh, the Tough Series, and their slogan is even respect the truck. And I think it was just a perfect fit, and, and that's why it's come on board. And I've never driven a Pro 2, so definitely it's an uphill challenge, but I'm ready for it. And uh, our first test is in about a week, week and a half. So I'm definitely excited to get behind the wheel. Yeah, I think uh, I think it should be exciting for you. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, because obviously you did the Stadium Super Truck last year. You did the, the Pro Light going to be you know i'm kind of interesting to get your feedback uh you know on the pro two stepping up and obviously i know with the stadium super Trucks powder weight was just insane but i think you know just the sheer horsepower in in the pro two i think it's going to be interesting to get your feedback on it yeah no it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge i think and we are still working with robbie i still have aspirations to run in the stadium super truck series so uh i think we have some stuff confirmed and hopefully that's something that i can do alongside torque so we, we are definitely looking at that. Um, obviously, Robbie has booked X Games, which is a huge event for him, and uh, we're aiming our towards running that as well. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at that, and, it, you know, obviously X Games, huge, you know, huge event. It's becoming more and more motorsports-related. You've got Crandon, you know, which is one of the biggest off-road races in the world. And then, uh, you know, I know, uh, let's talk a little bit, I believe, in November. You tested IndyCars. How did that go? That went really well. You know, I haven't been in the car and. God knows, an Indy car since 2006, Indy Lights car since 2010. And, um, you know, I thought, okay, well, it's a, a full day of testing. I'll try to get with the program in the afternoon and, and really lay down some laughs. But 
I think that uh, I think the team was very impressed. We were really close um, on times compared to the other drivers on used tires. The new tires, I definitely need to work on getting everything out of the car. But uh, physically, it was pretty hard to be honest. And I think if I would have pushed a little bit earlier on in the day, I would have been closer um, to the other drivers. Such as Graham Ray Hall, Carlos Munoz was there, Ryan Hunter Ray was there. So we had some some really big hitters. So, you know, I was very pleased with my performance. The team was as well. So we're still working on doing a partial season. Uh, full season is, is out just because of budget. But I'm looking to do the two races at Indianapolis. So we're working really hard, and we've had some really positive meetings, in, in, you know, the last few weeks regarding that. So I'm excited to, to possibly even run Indy. Yeah. Well, let's talk real quick. I mean, you know, it's interesting hearing you say about, you know, the dem- physical demands of an Indy car because, you know, I mean, you're you're an in-shape guy. I mean, you know, you're, you're fit, you're in shape, you know, and it's, you know, to me, it's crazy because, you know, you're you're talking about, you know, the strains of an Indy car. And, you know, we all hear about the G-forces and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, you know, put, kind of put it into perspective for, for people who haven't had a chance to feel that. I mean, you know, I know it's a lot of it's about your neck and your head and, and you know, it's, you know, how, how are the physical demands? literally of, of driving an indy car well as far as like you know the the steering effort and i would say that is you know pretty comparable to any other open wheel car um i would say the big huge difference is the amount of brake pressure and uh, you know strength in your neck to hold your neck up through you know long corners and also primarily the braking so the back of my neck was literally just on fire, and it was hard to hold my neck up towards the end of the day under the brakes. So to give you an idea, like an Indy Lights car, you push the brake pedal, because we don't have power brakes. Um, it's all mechanical. So the Indy Lights car is about 600 pounds of pressure to uh, optimize, you know, the braking and to brake as hard as possible. And the Indy car, there's no physical way you're going to lock up the brakes at first onset. So you want to push as hard as possible. So it's about 1,100 pounds of pressure on the brake pedal every time you hit the brakes. <laughs> so it's wow. it's a so it's it's a pretty crazy amount of pressure. Towards the end of the day, I was literally like backing my foot off the pedal and then just getting a running start at the brake pedal with my left leg. So it's, it's uh, like doing leg press every time you're you know you're doing it right. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's my you know, and then your neck because of the force. Um, at first, it's not too hard because, you know, you. but for me, at Sebring, we did, um, I think it was uh, 135 laps, which is a ton of laps around there. And it was kind of a bummer because I knew I was feeling good in the car and I wanted to push hard for a lap time, but I just really couldn't physically break as late as I wanted to. And I couldn't hold my head up through the corners at the end of the day. So it was, like, a little bit disappointing because I – I felt like, okay, now I'm, I'm comfortable in the car, but it, I couldn't really lay down a lap. So that's something that definitely will just come the more you drive. It's like one of those things where you it's hard to train for. And um, I was talking to Graham Rahal, and he was like, yeah, dude, the first day in an Indy car, the back of my neck was toast after just after lunch. And I'm like, well, that's where I'm at right about now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously Indy and, and growing up, uh, you know, growing up in, you know, obviously your dad, Ari Leindyke, he's, uh, you know, he's a legend when it comes to open wheel racing. You know, how, how was it, you know, growing up at, you know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and in, uh, you know, in the paddock area of, you know, Indy cars, anything that, you know, you were able to take away from that, you know, as you got older and, uh, you know, started uh, started racing? I mean, for me, it was my normal, so it was, it's a little bit hard to, you know, see it from an outside perspective, to be honest. So for me, you know, I think it's really helped my racing from a business perspective um, and also experience, you know, in that aspect. As far as the driving, you know, everyone's their own driver. You can give advice. And my dad's been very good at that. And I think I really didn't listen to him until I got to IndyCar. And then I respected him so much more because I realized how hard it was. And so... You know, for us, our relationship is very close because, you know, we share that bond. And that's something that, uh, you know, is an advantage for me. With off-road stuff, it's actually kind of refreshing because we're both kind of going into this. And I, you know, him, his ass, his basically, his standpoint is, you know, you're crazy. And uh, why would you start something like this now in your career? But it's cool for me because it's, you know, I'm paving my own tracks. Uh, he never did off-road, and it's refreshing for me, and it's something completely new, and it really has grabbed a hold of me. So this this season in Pro 2 is sort of, the, I believe, the start of my off-road career, and I've already really put a lot of things in place uh, for the long term. So um, I purchased the truck this year, and I'm really excited about that, and we're just going to grow from here. So it's actually your truck. It's not, you know, you come with funds and arrive and drive deal. You're you're actually the owner of this Pro 2 then. Yeah, so basically, you know, for me, I, I want to control some of the assets and, and hopefully in the near future start my own team. So right now I'm working with Matt Cook and Aero Motorsports, and they've been, you know, unbelievable. And so they're supporting me this year, and we're working on this together. Um, but, yeah, eventually I'd love to own my own team. And, you know, this is sort of the first time I've ever really had skin in the game, and I've owned my own race car. And it's actually pretty cool because, you know, there's a lot of thought behind it. You know, there's, you know, obviously I don't just show up and and drive. I'm more integrated into the team and into the day-to-day, and I really love that. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to kind of be cool, you know, kind of steering your own destiny, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that off-road is – more like that. I think a lot of the team owners own their own own their own equipment, own their own trucks, try to develop new things. And the great thing about the series is, yeah, there, there's a rule book. You know, you have to obviously abide by some rules, but you can be very innovative. And I think racing's lost that a little bit, especially in open wheel. It's very spec. And with off-road, you can kind of get creative. And you can, you know, change this tube or, you know, what the chassis does in this corner and change the A-arms and you can really sort of modify the truck a little bit to your liking. So the more and more experience I get, I think the better and more competitive we'll be. And who knows how we're going to perform this year, but I have a feeling that we'll, we'll do really well. Well, and in uh, speaking of really well, I mean, obviously uh, your fan base, uh, one of the biggest, uh, you've done really well with building a fan base. I know a lot of it was in part to, to some of the re- reality TV that uh, you've done. I mean, how has it been? I mean, have you been able to bring these uh, – you know, these people that are fans of, say, Ari from uh, The Bachelorette or, you know, I know you've made some, uh, you know, some other appearances. You know, have you been successfully able to bring them over, you know, to to be fans of your racing program? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's like any other sport, you know. You might have not liked baseball until you went to a baseball game, and now you're hooked. And that's and that's sort of what I think I've brought to off-road and to short course. I think a lot of my fans definitely wouldn't have looked twice, but now that I'm in it, they you know, they notice it, they'll go to a race, and then they love it. And I think that is, you know, every almost every race fan starts out that way. So I think it's great. You know, they're so supportive on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And it's great that I can pull from that audience and, and make, like, regular fans into race fans. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's obviously the power of television, which is really awesome because it's, you know, bringing more of my fans closer to me. And with, with racing, especially torque, you can go to the race, you can hang out with the drivers, meet the drivers, and we're so accessible. And... um that's great for the fans. Yeah, and I know, you know, having been to IndyCar races and, and obviously been to, you know, a ton of, uh, you know, off-road events, it's, you know, the, the open, I, I don't think people quite understand, you know, I always get hit up, hey, can I get a pit pass? Can I get this? Can I get that? I'm like, just go. You know, it's not like other forms of racing. I'm like, just go. You can you can go and meet, you know, Ari or, you know, or, you know any of these other guys. And, you know, and I guess they don't understand that, but I think that's one of the great things about off-road racing is it is so accessible. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, the paddock's open. You can walk along, you know, all the team's tents and check out their trucks. And and so this year we actually, uh, with Gunk, we've kind of come up with a, a truck wash, which is really cool. It's like an activation piece. So every time I pull into the pits, you know, we'll, it'll pull into this mock truck wash and we'll use Gunk's products to clean the truck. And the fans can experience that and, you know, get up and close and personal with the product and see this, you know, monstrous Pro 2 truck and check it out. So it's great. So everyone needs to just come to a race, you know, pick a date, make a vacation out of it. Uh, we go to some really great places and, and come hang out. Yeah, Absolutely. Is there anything that uh, you've been able, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with, with the Indy cars, Indy lights, I mean, you've been highly successful in Indy lights, um, you know, and, and now testing Indy cars, and then you've done the stadium super trucks, you've done, you know, the, the torque series. Is there anything that crosses over between the two as a driver? Is there anything you can take back and forth, or is it just two totally different, uh, you know, animals? I think they're two totally different animals, but I think as a driver, you prepare the same. Um, my mental approach is the same. And I think that is something that is an advantage. Um, you know, being on, on a large stage like the Indianapolis 500, when you go to a Crandon, you're not as taken back. So I think you can concentrate more on your, on your racing. And I think that that's something that never has affected me. You know, a lot of, I think a lot of drivers would, would be fast, but then they get to a big event and they get maybe get nervous. Um, I think for, for myself, it's just it's just a preparation. You know, as soon as the visor closes, I have the same game plan, whether it's an Indy Lights race, Indy Car race, or a torque race. So it's the only thing with the torque races and Stadium Super Trucks is that the races are so short, you're pretty much on full attack right away. Whereas the Indy Car races, it's you sort of like the race kind of comes to you, and you have to be a little bit more patient, patient and sort of tone down the aggression. Whereas an, off-road, it's pretty much like flat-out aggression and charging to the front right away just because you only have that one mandatory caution. So as soon as that's done, it's on. All right. Hey, we've got a caller, and I think it's our, our next guest, Matt Martelli of Mad Media, who's also a Mint 400 owner. He's calling in, but uh, we're going to get him on the line with you because I'm sure Matt will have something for you, Ari. 
Cool. Hey, how hey, you doing, Matt? How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? I'm pretty good. I saw you pipe in, and I'm like, well, we'll let Matt on with Ari because I'm sure you've always got questions for people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big questions. Ari, first off, we're, you know, really stoked to have you in off-road. It's, uh, it's always good to have a driver and celebrity of your caliber involved in our sport. Oh, thanks, man. I wouldn't really call myself celebrity. <laughs> but, yeah, enthusiast. Oh, there's a whole bunch of women that I think would. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll regardless... be off-road fans now. Exactly. I'm all for it. We need to we need to add some more estrogen to the sport. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have more girls at the racetrack, let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It gets a little tired of looking at the same old dudes every every now and then. Right. So, yeah, and I'm stoked to hear that you're going to be racing again through the season. That's that's really cool. I know you have a lot of opportunities in other forms of motorsports, but I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, I chose Torque just because I really fell in love with it last year and still trying to do Robbie Series, which is a lot of races are in conjunction with IndyCar, which is very cool. So we're working hard on that. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to get in the truck. It's it's just arrived to the shop, finished, ready to go. So we're trying to plan our testing now. And, um, yeah, it's all, it's all finally coming together. It's months and months of work. And I'm definitely stoked to, to race at Prim, which is – April fourth and fifth coming up. Yeah, that's a that's a great track. That's actually one of my favorite tracks as a spectator to watch. There's been a lot of exciting racing going on there uh, throughout the years. What, what, for you, what do you think was the hardest part of making the transition over to off road from road racing? I think for me, it's um, it was how the track always changes. So you know, for us, the track does change you know, with weather and throughout the race with rubber coming in. But with with dirt, it's so unpredictable. So you sort of have to deal with the ruts and you have to, the line changes, you know, the loamy, soft dirt kind of comes up towards the edge of the track and you have to adjust your lines. And I think that's probably the coolest thing is because you're constantly adjusting your lines. It really reminds me of racing in the rain. And um, I think that's the hardest thing that I've, had to adapt to the jumping as well. The jumping is difficult because I've never jumped anything. So getting the attitude of the truck right off the lip of the jump and um, learning how to adjust the shocks for, for different stuff. So those are the two things I would say that are the hardest for sure. And that's, that's probably pretty much on point. I mean, do you also see an opportunity for racers from uh, other forms of motorsports to follow in your footsteps and kind of cross over? Definitely. I mean, to be honest, I don't want them to try it out because they'll fall in love with it, and then I'll have more competition. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's insane. I mean, you know, for me, when I tested the IndyCar, you know, the power wasn't impressive to me because there's so much grip. So when you come off of a corner and, and you map the throttle, yeah, you might get a little bit of wheel spin. You might get a little bit sideways. But it's nothing like racing on dirt. I mean, you're constantly modulating the throttle, trying to get the power down perfectly to maximize that, that grip coming off the corner. And so it really is a balancing act with, with power, and that's sort of what our cars are missing in, in open wheel these days. I think they've, they've become so 
gripped up and they're and they're not easy to drive. It's always hard to get the last little bit out of any out of any car. But I do love that you have to be on your game and you have to you have to be the traffic control in off road. And I think that's that's the coolest part about it. Nice. Nice. Well, um so I know you've been talking about your plans for this year, um, but um I wanna go back a little bit into the races that you've already completed. What's been your favorite race and why? I think Crandon because I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was like the biggest off-road stage that I had raced at. And the track really reminded me of like a mid-Ohio or like a road Atlanta as far as road courses go. And it was totally my style, you know, really fast, um, hard-breaking points, long straightaways, you know, long sweepers. And so I really felt at home there. And, you know, for me, in my first race, I flipped. All sorts of stuff went wrong. I was trying to, you know, adapt to the truck, and then we ended up finishing fourth. And I was like, wow, okay, that went pretty good. <laughs> and then the the uh, second day, we finished sixth. And I thought I drove a little bit better, but there was a little less attrition. And so then I was really hooked. Um, Prim, I struggled. I think I struggle a little bit on the shorter tracks. I think, um, you know, that was one of the main decisions to go with Torque. I really felt like the track suited me a little bit better, and I liked their long-term plans and their television package. So we we went with Torque instead of Lucas, and that was you know that was one of the contributing factors, just because I loved going Crandon. It was an awesome event. I definitely wanted to go back. Yeah, yeah. There's really no place like Crandon when it comes to short course. It's just a it's an awesome event. It's you know pretty much a, a, a you know a, a religious patronage for the, all of us in off road. So we we love that track. We we love watching the racing there, and the crowd is awesome. The fans are just nuts, and you know the whole whole thing I think is really cool. So yeah, but, for uh, sure. I got a challenge for you. Um, so there's right. two guys. There's two guys who have completed this, and you're probably one of the few guys who could actually pull this off over the next few years. So um, this year at the mid 400, Parnelli Jones is actually our grand marshal, and him and Rick Mears are the only two guys to have ever won the Indy 500 and the mid 400. So no big deal. You could pull that off, right? <laughs> I think I'd have to win Indy. I think Indy would be the the, the aim first. So this year I'll be running it. This year, hopefully, I'll be running an Indy. We're really trying to work hard. We had a really good meeting on Saturday with one of my dad's old sponsors. So we're trying to get that together. Um, so I think that's the first step. Cause it's probably the the, a tall, the tallest order, and then I'll have to do my first ever desert race before I can even win the mid 400. And yeah, uh, luckily, yeah, just a couple enough, things to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So are you yeah. so are you are you a driver for in the in in the mint or are you an owner? I'm an owner. Okay, well then you have a truck, right? <laughs> we've we've got multiple trucks. We just got to get you in one. Okay, sounds good. So then you, you heard it here first. We inked the deal, guys. I'm gonna race the 400. <laughs> no problem. I think Cam's got an extra truck that he loves lending out, and we'll we'll yeah. get something sorted. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but. But it's really cool. I mean, you know, I, you know, speaking, Jim and I talk all the time, and, and uh, you know, we grew up in an era where the drivers were drivers, and it didn't really matter what discipline or league or sponsors or politics, um, they would always go after the biggest challenges. And, 
you know, that's that's really what I want to see, and that's one of the things I think is really cool about having you involved in off-road and, you know, and, too, like Robbie Gordon and some of the other guys, um, you know, that's that's what we're after. We, we want to see... We want to see you guys come into off-road and be successful and then go to other forms of racing as well and be successful because I, I truly love having those conversations when people ask me who my favorite NASCAR driver is and I tell them that it's Robbie Gordon. <laughs> right, yeah. No, Robbie's definitely been my inspiration for all of this. You know, without him or without his guidance and without that opportunity to test in a stadium super truck, I'd never be here. So, So this is why... I'm working, still working really hard on, on raising the budget for that series as well. And, you know, Robbie definitely is one of those all-around drivers. He can drive anything. And that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely a lost art, which is, which is a shame. Yeah, I, well, I believe it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sad that there is, you know, a lost art guys that can, you know, pretty much wheel anything. You know, it's kind of everybody's got their specialty nowadays, and it's, uh, nobody diversifies. Right. Next, we need to get Juan Pablo Montoya in torque, and then you'll really have hit a guy that can run everything. So that's a good example of a driver like yeah. Robbie. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, JPM would be uh, – he would make uh, make it interesting, let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> cool. So, all right, Ari, I appreciate you taking the time to come on air and chat with us today, buddy, and, uh, and good luck in torque. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys for having me on, and um, we'll definitely talk soon. Good luck, right, Kurt. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, that was uh, Ari Leindijk Jr., uh, torque racer, stadium super truck racer, Indy racer, and uh, trying to put the funds together to go to the Indy 500. We also got Matt Martelli on air calling in. Uh, Matt, owner of the, the Mint 400 and Mad Media. How's everything going, buddy? Uh, everything's going great. Um, you know, we're in kill mode right now, getting ready for the mint. So, uh, less sleep and more work is really where we're at right now, but everything's going really well. We're really excited. There's just tons of new stuff happening that we're basically daily putting out more information and sharing with people. So, uh, everything's going great. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, the big one and, uh, you know, the, the big news is obviously, you know, the mint 400 has become known at least in desert racing circles is, the race with the best television package. And, uh, you know, we've still got, you know, the TV package that has always been there, but you guys stepped it up a notch this year, bringing in Red Bull, the Red Bull Signature Series. And so now I believe we're going to have four hours of television coverage for the Mint 400 across the networks? Yeah, that, that's actually correct. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, our goal always is to, you know, get – our form of motorsport, uh, you know, in front of as many eyeballs as possible globally. And we're never going to let off that gas pedal, you know, whatever it takes to do that, you know, we're going to continue to do that. And fortunately this year, you know, Red Bull saw the programming and, and the event that we did last year. And I got a, a phone call immediately after it that, you know, they wanted to, they were impressed and they wanted to get involved. So we're able to put together a really great partnership with Red Bull. So, um, we're really stoked. It's it's awesome. It, it basically puts us two hours on NBC during prime time. So, you know, it's it's great. You know, it's historically probably the best television package that's ever been put together for off-road, period. So it's a big step forward and a big opportunity for us and the culture of off-road to, you know, be exposed to new eyeballs. So we're really excited. In addition, you know, we're still doing our two-hour show um, on Fox Sports 1, and, uh, you know, we, we do that because 
we want to have control of the brand and we want to make sure that the the classes that are beyond just the unlimited classes, you know, are highlighted as well because that's what really the foundation of our culture is. It goes all the way back to class 11 and Jeeps and, you know, all those, all those guys, um, they're important to the culture as well. So, you know, um, so yeah, four hours of programming, it basically puts us into almost 200 million homes. Um, there's about 120 million homes on NBC and then another 80 million homes on Fox sports one and guys are growing their networks all the time. So, um, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about NBC and, you know, it's, you know, it's just absolutely huge. I mean, you know, Red Bull Signature Series, in addition to, uh, you know, anytime you get Red Bull involved, I mean, obviously Bryce last year was involved in the event. He's back this year, you know, returning champion. But along with Red Bull, you know, the Signature Series, so you've got Sal Masekela, who is, you know, probably not driving. I know he's going to be there. And, you know, he's a personality in and itself. Now we've got Travis Pastrana coming in running a trophy truck. To me, that's huge to get a guy like you know, Travis in a trophy truck in the Mint 400. I mean, that's, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, look, I mean, th- this race is so perfectly designed, and I got to give a lot of credit to Casey Folks for everything he does with us. But, man, I mean, it's a 100-mile loop, and you're putting, you know, in one race we're putting 150 vehicles out there. It's gnarly. You know, so it's, you know, for lack of a better term, it's a fist fight in a bullpen and, you know, what's going to come out of it is the best drivers, you know, and, um, you know, we're excited. I mean, Pastrana is a personal friend and, you know, he's been wanting to do this race for a while and, and, um, you know, hasn't been able to because of his NASCAR obligations. Now those are over and, and we have him back in the dirt. So we're really excited about that, but really the field in general, I mean, we've got everybody, I mean, we're expecting to break, you know, the all-time record for trophy trucks and unlimited vehicles again, you know, this year. So if if Parker was any indication of, you know, what's going on with the health of our culture and our, our sport, um, you know, we're going to see, you know, we're going to see massive entries. Um, they've been, the entries have been coming pouring in and it's been really cool. You know, I've been getting um, emails and phone calls from drivers and, you know, they're calling me up all excited that they're coming, you know, everybody from, you know, Tavo Vidosla to the McMillans to BJ Baldwin to, you know, the Wyricks, you know, to Steve Olegas and, and uh, you know, Mr. McCachran, you know, there's, it's the field stack. It's just going to be a gnarly race. And, and we're throwing a couple of, uh, you know, we're, we're throwing a couple of loops to everybody, you know, this is not going to be, you know, the same race it was last year. We've made some tweaks to the course. Um, and the big thing, too, and we'll, we'll talk about it here first and get everybody pumped, but uh, we completely changed qualifying. So qualifying is in a new area. It's not been run before, so there will be no advantage to the, the Vegas guys. They they don't know where it's at. It's going to, you know, turn everything on its head. And, it, you know, it could be exciting. And, you know, again, you look at Parker and, Dale Dondell managed to qualify first. I mean, who would have thought that was going to happen? And, you know, so it just, you know, we've done a lot of homework and done a lot of work in the field stack. So it's going to be an awesome race. Well, that's, you know, I've got people asking me, they're like, you're racing. So they're like, who who is the biggest competition? And, you know, who is, you know, who is this and who is that? I'm like, I I can't tell you. I'm like, you know, we're going to have 50 trophy trucks. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, going up against Bryce and Travis and BJ and McCack and, 
you know, the Herps and everybody else. I'm like, you know, it's who do you pick? You don't, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's going to be determined on, you know, yes, who's left in the third and fourth lap. It's just, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, that that's the cool thing about this race is there's some races where it's like you qualify and, and you're gone, you know, and, and this is not one of them. It's an extremely difficult race. Uh, as the track deteriorates, as you hit lap traffic, as, you know, you know, dust hangs. I mean, it's, you know, in, in 400 miles or rather in the hundred mile loop that we have, it, it's got the best of everything. It's got the gnarliest rock sections I've seen, you know, to the, you know, craziest, so, um, you know, high speed graded roads, sand washes. It, it's got a little bit of everything. So, you know, as a driver, you're definitely not going to be bored with this course. Yeah, it's, I tell you what, you know, last year, you know, running at night, um, you know, I, I put in two clean laps until I handed it off to my other driver. And I, I tell you what, the, there's so many spots, you know, on, on the mid 400 course. I mean, Parker, you get on the graded roads and it's high speed and you, you can, I don't want to say let your mind relax a little bit, but, you know, you, you do have to be four five seconds here and there where you can kind of, you know, you can kind of, I don't know, you know, readjust yourself in your seat, something like that, you know, but the mid 400, I mean, it's a hundred mile loop and there's absolutely nowhere where you can let your mind relax for even one-tenth of a second because, you know, instantly you're off the course and there's a boulder. There's, you know, it's just such a unique dynamic event, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, to put in four clean laps, uh, you know, out of a hundred miles of terrain, it's just, it's tough, man. Yeah, no, it's, and that's what we, we really like a lot about this area is it's funny, like, you know, having traveled all over the world and seen different types of off-road racing and we continue to do that, you know, this little area outside of Nevada has the nastiest package of just kind of everything. So you're right. I mean, my brother and I always use this analogy of like, well, the mid 400 is like an MMA fight with 150 guys in the cage, you know? So it, you know, anything, anything can happen, you know, um, uh, you know, as we've seen, there's been many guys who have run out and had a strong lead and, you know, and not one due to getting a flat, something breaking, you know, crashing, you know, it's just difficult. I mean, the level of competition now is so high, um, you know, and a big part of that is because the amount of, uh, the amount of unlimited vehicles, I mean, you know, back in the day when there was five to ten unlimited vehicles that could win a win a race, it was a whole different thing. Now we have, like you said, there's could be fifty trophy trucks at this race. You know, there could be over a hundred unlimited vehicles, and that's nuts. Well, and you know, the one thing, and and this is coming from a trophy truck guy with, uh, you know, say a smaller budget. I mean, you know, I, I obviously I don't have a a, Menzi, a Menzies or a BJ Baldwin uh, type budget, but. The thing I love about the Mint 400, I mean, you go to the Baja 500 and you're stretched over 500 miles and you've got to have multiple chase crews roaming all over the place and, and stuff like that. The Mint 400, it literally levels the playing field, you know, because the way it is, I mean, we all, you know, we're all pitting every single lap, you know, and replacing, you know, refueling, you know, taking on rear tires. And, and the thing is, is you don't need that huge mega pit crew with, you know, 15 roving chase crews. I mean, you know, you get a solid core group in your main pit that can change tires and dump fuel quick, and you're on par with all these other guys. And that's what I love about the Mint 400 is it literally, no matter, you know, if you're the biggest trophy truck team down to the smallest, everybody has the same shot at a win because it, it, it's, you know, the Mint 400 to me is the equalizer. 
Yeah, no, look, you're right. And, and let me be very clear. I, I love Mexico, and I love going down and spectating and racing, and even when we go down there and doing work. I mean, there's really nothing like the thousand when you do a peninsula run. You know, um, but you're right. It's expensive. It's difficult to spectate. There's a lot of reasons why we chose to get involved with this race um, because we thought it was tangible, uh, you know, and, as well as, you know, our goal is really simple. We're trying to build, you know, a race that's the high point of desert off-road racing. It's the X Games. You know, it's the Super Bowl of off-road. It's the, you know, it's the Indy 500 of off-road. So that the whole world can come and get a taste of it because it's our belief and we've we've seen this from time and time again, once they get a taste of it, they're hooked. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, in the world of motorsports, when you when you look out there, and I, I've been to them all, I think they're all cool in their, their respects, but, you know, to me, they're the two most sacred things in the world of motorsports is, you know, trophy trucks doing 100 miles an hour over three-foot whoops and turn one at Crandon. And, you know, outside of that, everything else takes a back seat. So, you know, I, I really believe in the product that we have as off-road racing, and I think it's just a matter of bringing more people, you know, more racers, more corporations, more fans to it to see the to see the inherent value that's there. You know, I mean, let's talk about cost on the spectator side. You know, this year we will be charging $10 for parking, so everybody, you know, should know that. However, outside of that, you have no cost. I mean, do you know what it costs to go to a NASCAR event or to an NHRA event as a family, it's expensive. And this is one of the last things that, you know, in motorsports that you can do as a family and come away, you know, spending over a co- only a couple hundred bucks total, you know, if that. You know, pack your sandwiches and bring your water in. You can come away with, you know, it costing you 10 bucks and some gas, you know. It's totally minor. And, and that's what we want to keep, you know. It's not our intention that we turn this into something that, again, cost thousands of dollars to come spectate. We we want this to be, you know, free and inexpensive for families. You know, this is about American ingenuity and American tenacity. And, you know, this race has been going on since 1967. You know, there there is no other race that's this awesome and just great, you know. So we want to continue to build it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in talking about spectators and families, I mean, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, I want to go to an off-road race. And to me, there's only two real desert races in the United States that are, are that accessible to spectators. And obviously, Parker is one that we just had. But the MIT 400, I mean, you guys have gone in and built infrastructure, you know, specifically for spectators. And I, I don't know, what were the numbers last year? I heard like 30,000, 40,000 people out there. Yeah, we were we were around 50,000 people out there last year, which is remarkable. But, you know, I can tell you that, you know, one of the old-timers told me that, you know, if you go back and look at the history books, the 15 in, I think it was 86, the 15 along the race course area was the busiest freeway in the history of the country because there are hundreds of thousands of spectators, um, you know, stopping and watching the race. And, and that was back in the day where you could pull over, on the side of the freeway and spectate. We can't do that anymore, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, you know, I think that, you know, we've been spending a lot of money and a lot of time investing in building an infrastructure and a model with Casey folks that will be applied to future and other desert races. You know, we want people to be able to spectate and come in and enjoy our sport in a safe way. You know, we want them to see the vehicles, you know, in the most dynamic situations possible but 
you know, we've got to keep everybody safe and everybody contained. We just can't have them, you know, roaming around the desert, um, you know, for safety and for, for, you know, biological reasons as well, just destroying environment. So, you know, yeah, we've done a lot of work. We still have a lot of work to go. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that it's, the, the mint has become a blueprint for how we're going to, uh, you know, move forward and, and grow desert racing, you know, in the world. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about building infrastructure in an event. I mean, you guys, uh, literally it's not just a Saturday, uh, you know, a, a Saturday race show up and go out there with your bucket of chicken and your ice chest. You know, it's, you guys have built a, a week long, you know, event in Vegas. I mean, starting out, you know, let, let's kick it off Wednesday. We've got, uh, you know, we've got the, the parade, uh, down Las Vegas Boulevard or the, uh, I I'm using the wrong term, aren't I? Um, I guess there's a, formal, <laughs> the procedure. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I remember I was corrected on using the word parade before. Uh, it's, it, look, it's all good. It's essentially a parade, you know, um, you know, it's a vehicle procession that goes down, um, Las Vegas Boulevard and, you know, the reason we do that is purely to get the word out. I mean, last year there was, um, by police estimates, about 150,000 people on the strip that day that, you know, were outside. So the effect that that has when everybody stops and takes a photo is pretty remarkable. So we're going to do that again this year. We have more spots than we've had last year. So we'll have more vehicles this year. Um, you know, and it was really successful last year. And, I, I can tell you too, like come early because we're going to kick it off with a barbecue and a, a shoot over at Battlefield Las Vegas, which is directly behind uh, the Circus Circus Hotel that we're staging in. Um, it's, it's funny side note, but like the Las Vegas Gun Club uh, was p- inherently tied to off-road racing. Like when these guys started the mint race, the first idea was. Pr- to promote a deer hunting contest that they were that they were having to promote the mint. So it wasn't directly initially it wasn't directly to promote the mint. It was to promote this deer hunting contest. So, you know, guns and, and hunting and shoot and shooting have always been tied, you know, inherently to off road and the birth of it. So we wanted to bring that back and, you know, um Battlefield Las Vegas had some amazing weapons to try out and shoot and you know, and hang out, have a barbecue, and then we're going to do the procession down Las Vegas Boulevard. And uh, when we're done with that, we're having our kickoff party down at back uh, Backstage Bar and Grill um, down on Fremont, on 6th and Fremont. So, you know, that's that's day one. Day two, you know, is when it gets gnarly. We have qualifying, and then after qualifying is our pit crew challenge, um, we're going to crown Miss Mint down in Sixth uh, and Fremont uh, as we did last year. Um, we have the Rugged Radios drivers meet and greet, um, so that'll be going on as well. And then after all that, we're 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 doing our first uh, music-related party. We have a musician we hired, Bob Wayne, who we love. It's kind of punk rock, redneck country, um, and that's going to be at the Fremont Country Club on on Sixth and Fremont. So. It's going to be a wild time, you know. That's that's going to be a big day and a big night, so be ready. Um, and then Friday's contingency all day, and, and Saturday's the race. And Sunday, not too early, we have our awards. And, uh, um, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be awesome. So, you know, start sleeping now and drinking water because <laughs> you're going to have to save up. Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, last year being down on Fremont for the Miss Mint and the Picker Challenge, Cam and I had such a good time. And then uh, – 
you know, we wake up Friday morning, and I tell you what, my pit crew, my my crew is dragging, dude. It was a it was a long Friday, but uh, I'm glad yeah. they got it out there. You know, I'm glad they got it out of their way on Thursday night instead of Friday night. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's look, that's one of the important parts of the man is it's not just racing; it's an event, and you know, it's about partying in Vegas and you know, coming and having a good time with your friends and family, and you know, it's it's more than a race, so. You know, we want everybody to come out and have a good time, have some uh, some Azunia tequila, and uh, you know, and uh, have a great time. Yeah. Well, let's talk real quick about uh, the Miss Mint competition. I know, uh, you know, the uh, I guess polls are open, so to speak. Uh, ladies, it's time to submit their uh, submit their pictures and profiles and get entered. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're actually talking today about extending it a little bit because we've gotten so many entries, and you know, it's just been steamrolling so it's great there's a lot of beautiful women uh entered um some of them off-roaders some of them not but you know every year i'm like oh god how are we going to top last year and every year we do so yeah get get on there get entered you know vote vote for the beautiful ladies and um you know uh one thing we changed this year is all the women entered get a uh, i'm a 400 t-shirt um so once you get your t-shirt start popping those selfies and sending those in. So, you know, we want to promote the, the Miss Mint contest as much as possible. So, you know, help us spread the word and we'll, we'll keep off-roading sexy. Yep. And, uh, and one other thing, okay. The, the ladies that enter now, they're not at a disadvantage to the ones that entered previously. There's only one spot selected on votes, correct. And then the rest are all through an online inter- or uh, an interview, right? Yeah, you know, we take – I'm sorry, I'm not – first off, let me be clear. I'm not a judge. The judges will be essentially the same as last year. And they take into consideration, you know, the social media aspect of it that is important. But, you know, it's really based on the judges' decisions. Even if you entered the last day, you still could win the Miss Mint contest, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get at. So <laughs> I didn't want any of the ladies to go, oh, it's too late. You still have time. You can still be Miss Mint uh, up until deadline day. So don't don't worry about it and uh, get your get your entry in. Yeah, definitely. And, and regardless of the outcome, come party with us in Vegas because we want, we want all you beautiful ladies there. We got to, you know, kind of uh, offset the ratio of giant, hairy, knuckle-scraping men to women. So... <laughs> oh, isn't that an understatement? <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to call in today, buddy. And uh, everybody can find out more information at uh, um, themint400.com. And uh, when they're posting up pics, it's hashtag mint400, correct? Yep, that's perfect. I, you know, I'll see you guys there. And, uh, yeah, like Jim said, there's all the information's on the website. So help us spread the word. All right. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you down on Fremont here in about a month. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. That was Matt Martelli with Mad Media and uh, the Mint 400, uh, the biggest, baddest desert race on the planet, kicking off on Fremont Street in about a month uh, in Las Vegas. TheMint400.com and uh, post up your pics. Use hashtag Mint400. Great having Matt on air. Great having Ari Leindyke on air. It's been gas on, game on for almost an hour. We haven't taken a commercial break, so we still got a lot to cover in the Dirtfish Rally Report. We got Supercross results. We got some score news, torque news, and uh, we may be even getting into a little bit of talk on some problems in motorsports in the last 30 minutes of the show. But we're going to take a 
actually, I'm not going to say a short commercial break. This is going to be a long one. We've got two, two breaks worth of commercials to get to, but definitely stay tuned because we've got lots to talk about on the Dar- Down and Dirty Radio Show. So stay tuned. Dirtfish Rally School is the premier rally driving school on the West Coast, located in Snoqualmie, Washington. If you are looking for a ton of fun with world-class driving instructors honing your skills, Dirtfish is the place for you. Dirtfish has 315 acres of playground with mixed surfaces for your driving experience. You can spend anywhere from two hours to three intense days of instruction refining your driving and racing skills. Whether you are looking for credits towards your Rally America license, honing your racing skills, or just having a fun time. Dirtfish is your school. Your classroom is behind wheel of a 300-horsepower, rally-prepped Subaru STI. These cars have protective cages, suspension modifications, and are built for one purpose, to push you to your limit. By the end of your time at Dirtfish, you will have the confidence to rally with the best. Whether you're looking for a thrilling first-time rally experience or to increase your knowledge and time in the driver's seat, Dirtfish has a driving experience to suit your needs. For any information on their classes, corporate events, or their facility, check them out on the web at www.dirtfish.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dirtfish Rally. Rigid Industries is the original and number one LED light bar manufacturer in the world. Torture tested by some of the best drivers in motorsports. Rigid LED lighting products use cutting-edge technology and can stand up to the harshest conditions Mother Nature can dish out. Designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States, Rigid LED lighting is the only choice for your off-road vehicle or boat. Find out more information on the entire line of Rigid Industries LED lighting products at www.rigidindustries.com. Very few companies can call themselves an industry leader. Race Tech Seats is one of the few. It doesn't matter if you race off-road, rally, touring cars, sprint cars, drag racing, or boats. Chances are, Race Tech Seats have a seat that will keep you safe, secure, and comfortable, allowing you to concentrate on winning. Race Tech Seats meet and exceed the FIA crash test standard, are Hans compatible, flame resistant, and offer full containment meaning you can race knowing you are protected by the best. More information can be found at www.racetech-usa.com. That's www.racetech-usa.com. Race Tech Seats. Our passion is keeping you safe. This weekend, visit your Arizona Ford dealer for the President's Day sales event. From the 13th to the 17th, drive your old car to your Arizona Ford dealer and take advantage of a special $1,000 President's Day trade-in offer. Your old car is now worth more because Ford will add an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. That's right. During the President's Day sales event, you can get an extra $1,000 towards a new Ford when you trade in your old vehicle. 
Plus, you'll get big cash back, low APR financing, and great lease offers on almost every vehicle in Ford's full lineup. Whether you're looking for a new car, truck, or SUV, come in today and get an extra $1,000 on your trade. Hurry, the President's Day sales event ends Monday, February 17th. Click your local Ford dealers.com or visit your Arizona Ford dealer today. Trade assist bonus cash available to customers that trade in 1995 or newer FLM or competitive vehicle or terminate at least 30 days prior to or 90 days after new retail delivery. Payments may vary. Dealers determine prices for trade assist bonus cash. Take new retail delivery from dealer stock from 213.14 to 217.14. See dealer for residency restrictions, qualifications, and complete details. Leonardo da Vinci, man, inventor, genius. An unusual, unforgettable, extraordinary exhibition with 23 exact replicas of his masterpieces and 60 models of da Vinci's inventions crafted by the Italian family trusted with da Vinci's living legacy for over two centuries. Now on exhibit through April 22nd, only at Blue Water Resort and Casino in Parker, Arizona. For more information, go to bluewaterfund.com slash da Vinci or call 866-636-0171. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by speed, energy drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirt Fish Rally School. Man, we had one hour of nonstop action today so far, kicking off things with Ari Lyondike Jr., talking torque, talking stadium super trucks, talking Indy 500, and uh, growing up uh, with a legendary dad as a race car driver. Great interview with Ari. Always fun having him on air. Then we had Matt Martelli talking Mint 400 talking about all the big news around the big race coming up here in just one month. Get more information at dmint400.com. That rolls us right in to our Dirtfish Rally Report, brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School in Snoqualmie, Washington. Find out more on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And on tap for today's Dirtfish Rally Report, kicking things off with Global Rallycross. Global Rallycross GRC been been rolling out the big news as of late they're announcing their new schedule announcing uh, obviously back a couple months ago their partnership with red bull we've got subaru announcements volkswagen andretti announcements coming out but now global rallycross announcing their 2014 television package and i gotta tell you it is huge uh grc has been with espn since the beginning they are still with ESPN for the second round in Austin, Texas at the X Games. It's going to be live on ESPN. But for the remainder of the season, starting out with uh, Top Gear Festival in Barbados, running all the way through the finale in Las Vegas, Nevada, they are making the move to network NBC. I'm not talking NBC Sports. I'm talking NBC. All races are going to be aired live for the exception of three being uh, Barbados and your two West Coast events in Seattle and Las Vegas. But uh, moving to NBC from ESPN, talk about a huge move. NBC is, uh, you know, is huge. I mean, it's where you want to be if you're an auto racing series. I mean, it is the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest networks in the world. And, uh, you know, such a great move for, for Global Rallycross. In addition not only are the races going to be aired live on NBC, but for the longest time, the fans, you fans have demanded the re-airs. So if you miss it live, they are going to be re-aired on NBC Sports Network. So every race is going to be aired twice on NBC, followed up by NBC Sports Network. X Games is still going to be live on ESPN, 
and I'm sure there's going to be replays at X Games, as we all know. This is uh, this is a huge move for Global Rallycross. This television package literally puts him up, uh, you know, in the ranks of uh, a NASCAR caliber television package. And uh, you know, with with the Andrettis coming in, you know, obviously with uh, with Pastrana coming, you know, back to the series with Subaru here and there. Subaru's big announcement, uh, you know, Ken Block. I mean, you've got such a huge group. OMSE, our friends at Olsbergs, um, you know, with with these major sponsors, major drivers getting involved in this series, um, you know, this is absolutely huge. I think, um, you know, 2014 is going to be a defining year for Global Rallycross and uh, the Red Bull Global Rallycross Championship. And uh, i got to tell you, I'm excited to, to see what's going to happen because, uh, you know, I, I tell you what uh, – all eight cylinders are firing for uh, Global Rallycross in 2014. With these huge announcements they've had, you know, it, it's, you know, <laughs> we're still, at, um, what, a couple months away from uh, the debut or the, the, the kickoff at the Top Gear Festival in Barbados. And, uh, and these announcements are already out there. It's, it's, you know, to me, it's like, what's going to be next? I mean, these are, you know, these are major blockbuster announcements. And I'm sure we've still got more announcements to come. So uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a wild ride. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to Global Rallycross this year. That's for sure. Also, in our Dirtfish Rally Report this week, Rally in the 100-Acre Wood kicking off this weekend in Salem, Missouri, February 21st and the 22nd. And i got to tell you, this is one of the biggest events on the Rally America National Championship schedule. Um, and i got to tell you, this entry list in Rally America, I haven't seen an entry list like this in, in I don't know how long. I mean, you know, in the open class, we've got, uh, you know, obviously the team of Ken Block and Alex Gelissimo. Um, we've got uh, uh, your last year's champ that went battled, uh, battled with Ken Block up to the end. David Higgins, he's back in action. We've got Antoine Lea Stage. He's running full time again this year. Uh, got the car repaired and, and ready to roll. And then we've also got Travis Pastrana. Talk about, you know, a four-guy shootout in the open class for that overall victory. Um, you know, obviously, I, you know, I guess I've I got to pick somebody. I'm going to give the edge to Block just because he's been so successful at the 100-acre woods in the past. But, uh, you know, you've got David Higgins coming back, and he's, you know, he won the event last year. Uh, we got Pastrana in the same car as Higgins. I mean, Antoine Leostage. We can't ever knock him out. I mean, Antoine, just one of the, the best talents, uh, I almost said in the United States, obviously he, him being Canadian, but in Rally America, it's, it's going to be a wild shootout. And, uh, you know, definitely if you're a rally fan, if you're a stage rally fan in the United States, rally and the 100 Acre Woods, you got to be excited about it. It's coming up. It's, uh, it's going to be huge. It's this weekend. You're going to want to follow Rally America uh, their website, Rally-America, for all the news, the TV listings. Uh, if you're a Rally fan, this is the one you want to tune into, you want to watch this year. Rally at the 100-acre wood. It's going to be epic. So that is all we got for you today in our Dirtfish Rally Report, brought to you by our, our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School, Snoqualmie, Washington, www.dirtfish. For more information, book your classes and have some fun there at Dirtfish Rally School. All right, next up on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, we're going to be rolling through some of these announcements and some of these announcements and talk. But up next, we've got Supercross from Texas. Man, another wild one in Texas. And I got to tell you, the big news of the day, we've kicked it off in this show. 
but it was all about Chad Reed. Was Chad going to run? Was he going to be able to compete? And the answer is no. He gave it a go, and he just was literally like 15 seconds off the pace. I guess the pain was just too much. Um, he withdrew his entry. He's going to be out. It looks like six weeks, um, you know, to recover from those injuries from a week ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's the best thing for Chad Reed. And at this point, you know, we want to see a healthy Chad Reed. I'd rather see him, you know, 100% six weeks from now than ride at 60% for six weeks and still not be healthy at the end of the six weeks. I'm sure it had to be a tough call for him. Currently was currently third in the championship picture with two wins under his belt this year. But, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's going to be back. He, and I guarantee you when he comes back, he is going to be on fire. He's going to want it more than anything. And he'll have uh, a, quite a few rounds left. So uh, wishing Chad Reed all the best. He will be on the Down and Dirty Radio Show with an interview at some point, possibly next week. Could be a few weeks down the line. At this point, it's all about Chad Reed and what's worked best into his head and what gets him back out on course fastest. But coming to the 250s, Cowboy Stadium, Arlington, Texas. And uh, so far this year, uh, you know the story. It has been all Cole Seeley and Jason Anderson. But we're kicking off the East Coast races, not the West Coast. It's all about the East Coast now. We're moving to the East. And so points start over. Everything gets refreshed. And a lot of the West Coasters aren't running the East Coast series. So it uh, lets, uh, lets the door wide open, so to speak, for a new pack of guys to come in and, uh, and make their claim at the number one plate. And uh, through round one of the East Coast series, it was all Adam Sinculero. He took the win and got the whole shot, took the first place finish. Second place went to Blake Baggett, Martin Davalos in third, Vince Freese fourth, Justin Bogle in fifth. We had Cole Thompson sixth, Blake Wharton seventh, Kyle Cunningham in eighth, Alex Martin ninth, and Mitchell Oldenburg rounding out your top ten. I know it's tough seeing not not seeing Cole, T, Cole Seeley and Jason Anderson up there, but uh, you know it's just the way that it works. Uh, must not have the funds or the um, you know or the ride to put together for uh, to run the 250s on the East Coast. We'll see them back in action. The West Coast are still got a few rounds left, but uh, right now moving on to the 450s, who run the entire national schedule. The 20 lap main. It was all James Bubba Stewart once again. Man, he uh, led 18 of the 22 laps. Second Ryan Dungey got the whole shot, shot led two laps, but uh, James Stewart getting around him and uh, taking the win. So it's two in a row for a rejuvenated James Bubba Stewart, and exciting to see him out front once again. He also, with his success this year, already renegotiated his contract for 2015, and he's extended it. It was supposed to end at the end of 2014. He's back in action for 2015 on the same Suzuki. So he extending his contract for another year with his success on the Suzuki. So we're going to see him back in Suzuki colors once again in 2015. Got Ryan Dungey finishing up in second. Justin Barsha in third. Ryan Villapoto back in fourth. Justin Brayton sneaking into the top five. Kenny Rocks in sixth. Brock Tickle seventh. Will Hahn in eighth. Josh Hill in ninth. And Andrew Short rounding out your top ten. Man, it's been uh, been a wild one in, in 450s. We've talked about it, and i got to tell you, this is the best year for uh, for Supercross that I think I've ever seen. And uh, i got to tell you, man, it's uh, I've been a Supercross fan for, 
Oh, since I was, you know, since it was Camel Supercross and I was, what, five, six years old watching it, uh, I think they used to air it like on Thursday nights or something like that on TV when I was a kid on ESPN. But, uh, you know, I've been, I've been a fan. I've been a huge fan for years. And, uh, you know, this has got to be the best year. I, I mean, I can't wait to get one of these Supercross guys on to talk about it because, you know, in years past there was one guy that dominated. Maybe two guys had a shot at a win. I mean, this year we got James Stewart, Dungey, Barsha, Villapoto, Roxon, Reed up until his injury, and we don't even have Davey Millsaps back. I think Davey Millsaps, I mean, he's going to be the wild card when he comes back to Supercross. What, you know, where's he going to fit into the picture? Because he dominated in Supercross last year for a time. Davey Millsaps isn't even back yet. Once Millsaps gets back, Talk about throwing a wrench in the rest of these guys' game. It's going to be an interesting dynamic with him back, especially when Reed gets back. I mean, you've got, you know, literally probably seven, eight, ten guys that can take a win on any weekend. The Ryan Villapoto show is, you know, it seems like, you know, obviously he's he's still, um, you know, he's still up there in the point standings leading. But, you know, the Ryan Villapoto show of years past where he checks out on everybody, that's done and over with. Um, you know, he's got, you know, I don't know if, you know, if, if the competition's caught up or if he's just fighting some unknown injury we don't know about this year. I don't know. I mean, he's still leading the points and he's still having a great year, but I'm excited to see the rest of the field, you know, on par with what Bill Apoto's doing. I mean, you know, here it is. It's been three rounds since he's had a win. When was the last time that happened? Um, so right now your 450 point standings, Ryan Villapoto leading with 144 points. Kenny Roxon, the rookie. In second with 132, we got James Bubba Stewart knocking on their door with 130 points. And I got to say it, if it wasn't for round one in Anaheim when uh, James Bubba Stewart did that amazing Superman off the bike, uh, you've all seen pictures online. You know what I'm talking about. I got to say, you know, he was, what, fighting for the lead? He was in second place. If he would have finished even in second, uh, James Bubba Stewart would be your current points leader. Um, so it's that one get off he had. So, you know, you want to talk about who's riding the best this year. Um, I got to give it to James Bubba Stewart. I think he's, you know, you know, first round aside, he's your points leader. And, uh, you know, if you wouldn't have that get off, uh, going for the lead, you know, he would be your, your points leader. I, I got to say, you know, points aside, your best riding rider this year, James Stewart, hands down, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, him or Chad Reed. <laughs> I, I think both of them, you know, if it wasn't been for Chad's get off, uh, you know, San Diego, I, I think he'd be right up there in the points too. Obviously he's going to miss six weeks now, um, which if we talk about six weeks, it's going to put him back uh, in possibly. We're looking at the Toronto, St. Louis, Houston area um, rounds 12, 13, 14. So, uh, you know, he, he, one of those rounds, I, I you know, ETA this whole Chad Reed thing is you're looking at Toronto, St. Louis, Houston, that ballpark there, one of those three events possibly having Reed back, you know, you know, obviously I, I think he, he he's going to push harder than anybody to get back. You know, we, we could see him a, a little bit sooner. I don't know, but uh, going to be interesting. But anyways, yeah, your points leader, Ryan Villapoto, 144 points, Kenny Roxon, 132, James Stewart, 130, Ryan Dungey, 116, Justin Brayton, 114th down in fifth. We got Chad Reed in six with 111. 109 to Justin Barsha in seventh. And he's one this year that uh, just hasn't quite got there yet. You know, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, you know, obviously he had a great run in Texas. But, uh, you know, Justin Barsha just not quite where he was last year. I think uh, he's won the second half of this year. We're going to see him come on strong. 
Andrew Short in eighth with 83 points. We got Will Hahn in ninth and Brock Tickle rounding out your top ten. And, uh, you know, a lot of notables, I guess, one to watch. I would say, you know, the remes- remaining um, part of the year, Eli Tomac down there in 21st position. Obviously, he's only got three rounds uh, under his belt this year, uh, you know, missed the first couple of rounds due to injury. But uh, Eli Tomac, another one to watch. I think he can come on strong in the second half and uh, put together possibly a few podiums. So, uh, yeah, the 450s definitely uh, – I'll tell you what, it has been wild. It has definitely been wild, and uh, I am looking forward to uh, round eight in Atlanta, that's for sure. So round eight coming up from Atlanta, Georgia. You're not going to want to miss that one. The boys on the 450 is going to be banging bars, doing battle, and uh, trying to knock James Bubba Stewart off his two-race win streak. It's going to be one to watch next weekend. So, uh, yeah, is that enough Supercross for you guys? tell you what i'm i'm excited talking about supercross this year it's got me excited it's been absolutely that good uh it literally has it's it's been off the hook so uh we're going to take a short a short short like one minute two minute break and we're going to come back and we're going to cap off the show with some talk on score san felipe the torque tv package and maybe a little bit of problems in motorsports that i've seen so uh definitely stay tuned to the down and dirty radio show we'll be back in about two minutes The Ford F-Series has dominated the market for 37 straight years as the best-selling truck in America. Now, and only at Parker Motor Company, we are extending a very special offer to our customers. Until February 28th, all 2013 Ford F-150s and Super Duties sitting on our lot can be bought for $500 under dealer cost. Plus, you'll get to keep the rebate. Come help us celebrate Ford F-Series domination and see why we are the number one dealer on the river. Only at Parker Motor Company, your hometown Ford and Lincoln dealer. Looking to have some screen printing, embroidery, or design work done? Intense Tees has you covered. Intense Tees provides the highest quality and detail for custom screen printing and embroidery services for corporations, schools, race teams, and all organizations alike. Complete line creation including designing of an entire corporate identity, product line creation, support promotions, product packaging, exciting banners, polos, tees, sweatshirts, caps, and vinyl decals. Intense Tees is the official apparel provider for the Down and Dirty Off-Road Show. Find out more on the web at www.intensetees.com. That's www.n-t-e-n-s-e-t-e-e-s.com. The number one off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet now has its own app. The Down and Dirty Radio Show official app is now available in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and Amazon Kindle Store. Just search Down and Dirty Radio Show, and you'll have all the latest news, results, and blockbuster interviews from off-road, rally, drifting, supercross, and snowcross at your fingertips. Hours of interviews from the best drivers and athletes on earth, such as Travis Pastrana, Ken Block, Tanner Faust, Brian Deegan, Robbie Gordon, and Jolene Van Vute are yours at the touch of a button. Download today and never miss an interview again. Leonardo da Vinci, man, inventor, 
genius. An unusual, unforgettable, extraordinary exhibition with 23 exact replicas of his masterpieces and 60 models of Da Vinci's inventions crafted by the Italian family trusted with Da Vinci's living legacy for over two centuries. Now on exhibit through April 22nd, only at Blue Water Resort and Casino in Parker, Arizona. For more information, go to bluewaterfund.com slash Da Vinci or call 866-636-0171. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. I'm your host, Jim Beaver, and we've been rocking and rolling today with Ari Lyendike Jr., Matt Martelli, some Supercross, some Global Rallycross talk, some Rally America Rally in the 100-acre woods talk, and we're rolling right into some score San Felipe 250 talk. Coming up the end of this month in San Felipe, Mexico, we had the draw for start positions recently. We got 26 entered in trophy truck, down a few spots from uh, from the normal San Felipe. I think uh, you know normal San Felipe numbers. I think uh, a lot of it due in part probably to the Mint 400 be coming up right after that. But uh, still a stack field with Troy Herps, B.J. Baldwin, Rob McCachran, Mark Post bringing the black number three back. Great to see him back out on the field and, and running a little more. We've got the Tim Herbst, the Vidoslas. i got to tell you, those Vidoslas in San Felipe, man, they're tough to beat from there. Always fast and, uh, you know, the local hometown favorites, and uh, they make it interesting. You know, they I think at one point I heard something like that, 42 different uh, pit stops along the course. See, obviously, they're not using them. San Felipe is a one-pit race. But, uh, yeah, it makes it uh, makes it interesting competing against the Bedoslas down there on their home turf. Uh, class 1, looks like we've got nine entries there, 9 and 1, 2, 1,600. Um, few Class 7s, Class 10, a stacked field with 10 different cars. Or, I'm sorry, with 19 different entries and, uh, you know, sporadic entries throughout. I think the big one everybody wanted to see was the Open Pro Motorcycle this year and, uh, you know, to see with the withdrawal of Honda how things looked. And i got to tell you, you still got the one axe of Colton Udall uh, going to be battling. Ricky Brabeck, another front runner, he's going to be battling. So Open Pro Motorcycle still uh, still got some big names competing and uh, should be interesting to see how that shapes up. So once again, San Felipe 250, February 27th through March 2nd. Coming up soon, um, right now, as of uh, the 13th, 142 total entries from 23 states in a handful of countries. So uh, one of the big ones coming up, and that's going to serve as a primer to the Mint 400 two weeks after that. So uh, lots of desert racing on tap for the next month. If you're a desert racing fan, you're going to want to be next to your computer. You're going to be want to be on racedesert.com because all the desert racing action is going to be brought to you. And uh, it's going to be huge. And don't forget, Score International announcing that new television package. And uh, you're going to be able to see all the Score races on television. It's going to be huge. So, uh, yeah, moving on to Torque TV. It seems like that is the theme of the day is talking uh, is talking about, uh, you know, talking about uh, off-road TV, so to speak. And it seems like every major uh, major series has got, a, has got a major television package inked this year. And... Uh, I got to tell you, it's it's kind of exciting. You know, for the longest time, it was all about forums and social media, and once in a while, you'd see an off-road video produced once a year, and you'd have to buy it for twenty bucks to watch it on, you know, DVD. You'd see, uh, you know, a few clips on YouTube here and there, and uh, you know, now it's uh, 
you know, now it's, you know, it's, I don't want to say mainstream, but, you know, Best in the Desert, they've got a great television package. Obviously, the Mint 400, uh, you know, you know, Best in the Desert's on Mav TV. The Mint 400 going to be a Fox Sports 1 and NBC with the Red Bull Signature Series. You've got Lucas Oil with their home on Mav TV. You've got uh, Score International with their great TV package. And now we've got Torque announcing they've got a package with NBC Sports uh, to air all the races and the re-airs on uh, on NBC Sports. So I think uh, talk about a huge uh, a huge news for uh, you know for the Torque series. You know it's uh, you know it's great to see NBC Sports. You know it seemed to be you know for the longest time it seemed like off road racing was uh, you know was it was on these backwoods channels. Let's face it. You know oh we got TV, but you know you've got to have a two hundred dollar a month direct TV package to to be able to you know see the channel that it's aired on and. You know, at that, maybe a handful of people are actually tuned in, and you're up there with lawnmower racing and everything else. So now, you know, it's it's easy. More and more households are able to see it, and uh, it's bringing guys like, say, Ari Leyendijk Jr. to the sport. So uh, I think it's great. It's all good, and uh, stoked to see, uh, you know, off-road, uh, you know, get it to do finally, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great time to be involved in off-road motorsports, Rally America, the dirt sports, let's just put it, Action Motorsports, Formula Drift, Great TV, Rally America, Global Rally Cross. It's all got TV. It's all on TV. You know, Supercross, obviously, they rival NASCAR with their ratings. Um, lots of action each and every weekend on television. I love it. It makes me not have to tune in to NASCAR and NHRA, which brings us to our next topic, problems in motorsports. This isn't NASCAR-related. I know Speed Weeks is kicking off. Everybody's excited about Speed Weeks. I'm excited about Speed Weeks. Kind of kicks off the NASCAR season. And i got to tell you, I'll, I'll tune into Speed Weeks. I'll be excited, and then after that, I kind of my interest tails off towards uh, seems like you know every week it drops and drops and drops and drops and drops and drops, and by the end of the year, I, I can't even tell you who's in the top ten in points. Um, but I just read a recently an article, and I'll post it up on Twitter, um, basically problems with the NHRA. Um, and a lot of their drivers are, are arguing and fighting with the series on television. The ratings are in the dumpster. Uh, NHRA is basically having to buy their television time from ESPN. ESPN's pushing it back till all hours of the night. It's not aired live. You know, there's all kinds of problems. And uh, you know, NHRA doesn't know what's going on. Oh, we're such a great sporting person. And uh, drivers are saying, well, we've watched it on TV. It's boring. It's three seconds. It's this. It's that. You know, and it's I, I, <laughs> kind of siding with the drivers. It is boring. I, I've been to ne- drag races in person. It is fun to watch. Um, you know, those engines firing off and literally making you go deaf for three days after the event if you don't have earplugs. I love it. It's great. But at the end of the day, I'm siding with the drivers. I never watch it on TV. It's boring. It is. It absolutely is. You know, how do they fix it? You know, is it my call? I can tell you how I'd fix it. First off, you know, they need to go to drag racing with three wide, four wide. It makes it that much more interesting than the head-to-head battles. I, I say go to three wide, four wide on every single track. It needs to happen. I realize it's going to ta- cost a lot of money, but it needs to happen. Uh, secondly, these cars don't look like anything. Uh, people can't relate to the funny cars, the top fuel cars. You know, that's why Global Rally Crest, that's why off-road is so huge. You know, obviously, they're not a real car underneath, but they look like one. You know, and even the pro-stock cars don't look like anything. You know, they don't. You know, get rid of the big hood scoops. Get away from the carburetors. Go to fuel injection. 
open up the rules a little bit. Let these guys have some fun. I say open up the rules, but what it's really going to do is bring costs down, and uh, and I think you know you're going to have uh, the reverse effect. You're not going to see people actually spending more money. I think by opening the rules up, it's actually going to reduce the cost. Um, but you know, my thought is is make these cars look a little bit normal. Um, don't make them look as wild and crazy as they are because, you know, you look at a top fuel car and, you know, I got respect for how fast they go, but I can't respect what they are because I really don't know what they are. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. We fought that in off-road desert racing. You know, it's the trophy trucks get all the attention and the class one cars don't. It's not that the class one cars aren't cool and fast. People can't relate to them because they don't look like anything. Um, you know, it's, it, it just is what it is. You, you know, make these cars look like production-based cars. Make them a little smaller. I understand you're going to have to put huge wheelie bars or something on the back, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. You know, your ratings suck. You know, make these cars, make these uh, drivers that seem like everyday people that, uh, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry can take their Mustang and uh, and make it run like that on the drag strip. I think, uh, you know, the HRA's best racing is in the sportsman divisions uh, with these stock vehicles it's not their stock base vehicles it's not with these unlimited cars so this big article that i'll post up to twitter later today um problems in motorsports problems in hra i would say it's an a plus read if you want to read one thing this week you need to read this article uh it's got some heavy hitters talking motorsports uh talking nhra and talking how to fix things and uh gosh i wish the nhra would listen to uh Listen to these uh, these guys, and uh, I tell you what, you know they want to succeed. Look at the Action Motorsports. You know what we've done. You know you package your television into one hour, possibly two hour blocks. Don't make it last four hours. Nobody's going to sit in their t- in front of their TV for four hours. You got to be a diehard to do that. Um, you know, package it into one two hour blocks. Make it interesting. Make it pop, and make people relate to the cars. That's how you fix it. That's my thoughts, and uh, I don't know, what, but uh, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, talk about a great show today. Ari Leondike Jr., Matt Martelli, lots of talk, lots of news breaking, and uh, qualifying at the Mint 400, uh, changing things up a little bit, uh, the guys at the Mint 400 are doing, and I think it's going to be huge. Got to thank Rigid Industries, Dirtfish Rally School, the Arizona Ford Dealers, UPR.com, Blue Water Resort and Casino, Race Tech USA, Speed Energy, Ari Leondike Jr., Matt Martelli, and all of our listeners tuning in. Be sure to give us a shout on social media at JimBeaver15 on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Down and Dirty Show. Check out our website, DownandDirtyShow.com, and download the app in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and Amazon Kindle Store today. Let me know what you think of the app, and uh, be sure to tune in next week. At some point, we're going to have Chad Reed on. It might be next Monday. It might be past that, but uh, i got to tell you, when we do have him, it's going to be huge. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Have a great President's Day. And be sure to watch for our boy Nick Baumgartner in the snowboard cross in the Olympics tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.